Hey, what's up, people? This is the Option Podcast. This is episode 122. Hmm? That guy's Chase. The episode starts. That's the camera. Where's the camera? There it is. There it is. Episode starts right now. Good, Chase. Let's go. How are you? How you doing, man? Cool. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Before we got on the podcast, I asked if you were coming from practice, right? And you said, no, I'm coming from my business. And I went, kind of business a young cat like you into? That you, <laughs> what is it? Talk to me. Would you like to know? I think my audience would love to know. Okay. I mean. So... Uh, God, where do we start with that one? Oh yeah, no. Well, I'm going in and out of it. I'm like a kind of like a chicken with a head head cut off. I haven't really done much business stuff outside of volleyball, other than coach and play volleyball and all that and all that. And I've been well noted in the last like two years to be very open about my struggles in life in general and around volleyball of not making the amount of money that I could survive upon. So I've decided to flip the script, get the heck out of the victim mentality. And start to build a business or to, you know, incorporate, get out there and incorporate, okay, how can I as an athlete that's been at this mid-level and going to the next level, how can I incorporate around the sport and including and support myself with the volleyball stuff to, to be the best that I can be. So I'm working on right now doing some travel clinics. I've, that's that's kind of where it, uh, it, it shot out to that I'm doing travel clinics and now I'm thinking, okay. These are it's starting to hit. The market's hitting. Like how can I, how can I create something that is – uh, like in my heart that feels good to, to provide for the volleyball community and lift all ships. So that's what I've been working Rising on, kind of tide. behind closed behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. How far into it are you? I am. Uh, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm I'm going to be set for the next three four months in terms of. I, let's see. Going back, tracking back, I was in North Carolina, Connecticut. It started where I just literally in COVID, I just reached out to like every like uh, club facility starting to like reach out like hey you want me to like I'll come out I'll run some clinics with you guys and started to get momentum with that and then now I've just been rolling with it and now I mean I've been in I don't know 8 10 12 8 states in two or three months and six more in the next two or three months so kind of traveling band moved up here to Redondo um, just to make it easier with the training and stuff alongside of that as well and looking for a partner and kind of in a uh, in a space of uncertainty with a lot of things, but growing in 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 that space. Nice, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and eight states and how and how, like, what time? I literally, like, yeah, probably there's a little more than you know, yeah. But you know, it's been cool to meet all the people from these different states, connect with them, connect with the volleyball scenes, and kind of ask like, hey, what are you guys missing? What do you guys want? How do you guys like? And and seeing how they can try to catch up to California and actually get a pulse on the vibe of what each state where they're at and kind of what mm-hmm. what the market is and what people what people want in the volleyball world well the biggest yeah. cha- the biggest challenge for beach volleyball to me and it has always been and i've been highly criticized for it and mm-hmm. i guess um i care somewhat but not that much um when there's a, something people perceive to be a lack of inclusion mm-hmm. at some point they're just going to say, kiss my ass. I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. You know, mm-hmm. Texas has done that. Louisiana, you know, <laughs> New Orleans versus all y'all. You know, they got something going on in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, unwittingly or not, and I think mm-hmm. I think at some point in your journey, you're going to realize this if you, if you haven't realized it already or if, mm-hmm. this, or if this is your intention to begin with. Mm-hmm. 
You are making volleyball, beach volleyball, not volleyball, excuse mm-hmm. me, beach volleyball as this inclusive thing. And then when mm-hmm. you have this inclusive thing, you have fan interest. And when you have fan interest, they start following you and they start following you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have bigger venues and when you have bigger venues, they're going to be more, there'll be more tour stops or de facto tour stops. Mm-hmm. And if there's more, more of that, that's more money for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like people say, oh, mm-hmm. AVP doesn't pay much. Uh, you only get that to show and this and that. But consider this. If there were, let's say there were 20 stops. There are worse things you can do for $60,000 a year. <laughs> there are worse. I'll say it again. Where's the camera? There are worse things you can do for $60,000 a year. Some of y'all, that's more than y'all made. That's more than your annual salary you've done your whole lives. So, all right. So, um, I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll highlight some people. Uh, I like yeah. what Evan Corey's doing. Mm-hmm. Evan mm-hmm. Corey's do, uh, uh, moonlighting coaching. He's a little, a little bit of a young cat to be, I guess, teaching people things beyond X's and O's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Burek. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. tra- traveling circus. Better Beach. Traveling circus, you know. Um, just mad respect. Great feedback. Um, mm-hmm. So that's for the people who are active players. Because mm-hmm. um, California, you know, we only care about pros and juniors. Right, Mark. Mark has this adult program where, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like you live in Redondo, right? Is there is there another adult camp or clinic that that that's even remotely close? Not that I know of. Right? No. Yeah, yeah. Most you got. I mean, you got Sigler doing something south of the Bay, but that's uh, Rattlers that's for down, Taco Rattlers down in Huntington, right? Volley OC. Boom. Yeah, that's one. That's for fine. adults. For adults, All yeah, right. yeah, big, big, big market down there for that. Uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, who adults that are interested in, up in this area? No, most most people are just going down to the beach and having a couple beers after, right? They're not mm-hmm. really super interested in the learning aspect of it. But you, these places, like I was just in, te- like Texas, hungry. Like yeah. people are hungry for learning. They're hungry for the pro- like people to come out there and to get mm-hmm. the 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 coaching from here that we have. That's you know yeah. highly saturated or a lot of people, a lot of knowledge out here. So it's cool to. Uh, differentiate. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been working on too. Is it's uh, my uh, business is called Flight School, and my intention behind it is obviously at the end of the day, it's like philanthropic. And my heart is to be philanthropic and to give back to the kids and to get through it. But I'm just going through the tough stuff to actually build a business that's more of the you know uh, to get there and le- learning the realities of it that it can't just be this bleeding heart to get to that point and figuring out how to set up the business and go through the tough stuff of of doing that to make it that you're an honor to hold that space for that from a, from a from a, from your good that you're actually creating it you know um so that's my intention with that and intention alongside that to share grounded from who the heck I actually am and what my experience has been in the last 5 years of the sport and a lot of that has gone to mentality um, like I'm, I'm doing mentality workshops and, and working to, to now see like what do the people, what, how can I put it in a holistic manner, the game of volleyball and make it less like, oh, you get on the court and you hit the ball around and then how can this be a learning growth thing to get in your body, to be more mindful, to be more uh, in your heart, to like, you know, just the whole thing, to be more aligned as a human being through the lines of the volleyball courts. So that's the intention of the, my, the grand intention of my business, but it's just kind of, you know, taking shape. It is taking shape, and, yeah. and you're going in areas where you're giving, you're bringing food to people who are actually hungry for it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's important. Yeah, and particularly in your wheelhouse of volleyball, which is beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. All right, indoor mm-hmm. volleyball, Texas, they're okay, they're good. Mm-hmm. And in, indoor volleyball in any Big Ten school, good to go. Because right now, on the on the B on the Big Ten network, they're the third most viewed college sports. Sec- third only to men's football and basketball. Mm-hmm. They're number three. That's big. Yeah. And that's big. And so are they because if you have a school at Penn State on the east and you got Nebraska um, 
I think they're doing their job to elevate indoor women's volleyball. Indoor right. women's volleyball, I think, is as hard as it's ever been. And in fact, the NCAA finals, that was the largest um really that was the largest championship crowd. Who did who during did, the COVID era? Was, who did Wisconsin beat? I didn't see the no, other. Nebraska. They played oh it was Nebraska. Nebraska who okay. came in as a ten seed, but we know yeah. dude, we know when you're t- at ten ten or higher yeah. and you're playing your best volleyball at the right time. Right? right. No one thought they'd beat Texas. I did. I did because I saw you're an indoor player and you can appreciate strategy. Mm-hmm. I saw Texas was more of a like let's say you run a 31 or like a back one. Texas mm-hmm. is more of a move the middle with a middle, mm-hmm. where like Penn State and some of these schools they have the outside blockers soft zone it and the middle moves to a certain a certain point and stops. And you can tell in the first set, mm-hmm. Texas moved with they ran a 31 two times mm-hmm. or the girls call it a B set right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the middle moved with it. The very next play, they didn't even run a back real quick. They ran a o, the OH. They mm-hmm. ran an outside hitter on the front two, had nobody up. Mm-hmm. And in the NCAA's final, uh, quarterfinal game with, among Giants. So, you right. know, so he got out coached that first set, but then right. coaches make adjustments, right? Mm-hmm. And then somewhere, mm-hmm. and you played on at UC San Diego, which Correct. we're going to get into, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and then I think really the third and fourth set, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's, it's not about the coaches anymore. Mm. It's about the constant reps and who, 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 uh, who, who in that game where the moment's not too big for them. Mm-hmm. If that made any sense at all? I, yeah, I'm a bumble language. Yeah, I got to, the, uh, yeah. I got to the end. Who, nice. <laughs> who were? Yeah, who are the studs? Who's going to take over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, who's going to take Let, over? Let's revisit volley, beach volleyball in a minute because we are yeah. far from done with that. Right. But um, I had fan questions. I got sent on my phone. Nice. And, and me, I just, uh, I just have a little bio here, even though, um. I don't need that to bring me back. So is that the times where I've like where I tried to live in my car? That was well documented. Yeah, man. Is it well, is it on there? Oh no, some bird watching's on there. The bird watching though, oh, good. Bird watching. Okay, on. good. I that's mean, why flight school. That's it. All comes together. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. I definitely want to hear that story, but let's. And you don't need to hear that one. But the cool thing about this, <laughs> the cool thing about this podcast is <laughs> timeline wise, I don't. I, I'm very very disjointed and fragmented. So forgive me. You good? Um, UC San Diego. UC San Diego, yes. You're the libero. You libero. were your second in the history of their program in digs, either total digs or digs per set. I haven't total. I have yeah. total yeah. digs. Total digs. Okay. Were you already a beach player when you were playing at UC San Diego, or is it something where it's close to your graduation? You felt like you had to make a lead decision. Was that before, during, or after Switzerland? After all of it. So I but well okay so I played beach growing up and I was a beach rat and I, that's why I feel I feel very blessed and almost like it's not even my like the success isn't even mine because of the fact that I grew up so long playing the sport and the movement in the sand everyone's like oh you're so fast or oh, defense it's all instinctual and kind of inherent because I grew up in that way do I work hard yes but growing up at the beach and watching the old school game uh, playing in uh, Capo Beach hole in the fence there and like it was the same spots that Karch was playing I wasn't watching or playing with that crew but they were kind of down at the other, other end of the beach and I'm watching all my watch my dad and all their friends playing and peppering the ball and just watching everything happen so growing in that and then going to Laguna and playing the big court game at Victoria Beach which is like my hometown with all my love and all my community of everyone there 
big court having to being forced to run down a high line shot that's like an extra three or four steps now everyone's <laughs> bitching and moaning and complaining about running down these high lines in the short court and i'll be one of those that even and i'm like what the heck how do we even play on that big court back in the day that was Dude, pretty cool insane right so all that going through was my beach quote unquote resume but like old school and then i went to college because obviously the boys we don't have any programs for it no right? And right you go to school you go play indoor you play a little bit of beach in the summer you know or a lot of beach right you know whatever you can get in and then you go back to school. And then so uh, obviously there's paved to go to Switzerland. I had an opportunity to go to Switzerland. I actually played outside in Switzerland when I was a libero because the guy, one of the guys from that old beach, Victoria Beach, his name is Tom Ribert. He played there back in the day. And he's like, dude, you got to go out there 20 years ago. He's like, you got to go to Yona. I'll, I'll reach out to these people. It'll be great. I'm like, heck yes. Why not? All right, I'll go. I'll go play. That'd be great. Cool. Set it up. Two days later, he's like, you're playing outside. I'm like, dude, I've never played outside in the indoor level. I've only played uh, you know, I only played libero or like some beach. Like, I've seen you on the beach. You'll be fine. It's like a, you know, it's junior <laughs> college level. So I'm never only. mind. Yeah. So I end up getting paid to go play in Switzerland for a year to try to get a team go from B league to the A league. I was the only paid player on the team. I was the only foreign uh, foreign player on the team. So you know, everyone I, by the end of it, everyone loved me. But I thought the whole time, like these guys hate me. Like this is just a gnarly experience. Like I'm like pressure to play a position to try to get this team up. Didn't even really. I did, I, I got injured like four times out there. Did, like we got the job done by the end of it, but was it like, God, it was so good. We paid this guy to get the job done. It was more so like as a team, we made it happen. It was like a Rudy, you know, backwards Rudy story, like whatever. Like, so I came back, I was going to play another year in Switzerland and then it didn't end up happening. We were going to play in Switzerland. Uh, some weird dynamic with the, we don't need to get into with the, they didn't want to get a libero back. They don't like paying liberos, you know, okay. so don't, you know, whatever. Silly. It sucks. Kind of sucks. Yeah. But, come back home. What am I going to do with my life? And I'll, you know, I'll kind of go towards the beach volleyball and, and get in shape and because I loved it, you know, but it was more of like an excuse to stay out of the, you know, a real world job and kind of go towards it. And then that's when I met, that's when I reconnected with Mike Brunsting, who I played ball with in college and he had already made a main draw. So we connected for coming back and, you know, we were kind of flowing in. Oh, do you want to play in an AVP next one time? He, he was the one that asked me, and I was like, hell yeah. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you know this game. Like, you're playing the short court game. You've made yeah. an AVP. I'm honored. Like, it's let's like, go. Did Jeff Samuel say no or something? What's up? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know. But I'm like, <laughs> like, let's go. Let's do it. He's like, dude, I'd love to play with you. We had, like, instant just killer chemistry on the court. Like, just felt, like, harmonized. Felt, uh, God, you know, a God thing. Kind of just, like, everything was just flowing. And we look at each other after winning that first AVP next. You want to go for this? Like, let's do it. Sweet. And that's when the, like, the fire and the desire started to grow once we got a little bit of that success. But before that, it was kind of like, I'm out there playing. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah. I think having an unassuming nature, though, puts less pressure on mm -hmm. you when things go wrong. When you want it to a point where your enthusiasm works against you. Mm-hmm. It seems like every little thing that goes wrong is amplified threefold, mm -hmm. um, for example. Right. I, um, I was a returning adult student. I auditioned to mm -hmm. get into Marymount Manhattan um, at the time. I found out later the program was ranked number two in the country. I didn't know that. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right, right. I was terrific. <laughs> do I even need to go any further? <laughs> Are we done with that shit? Right? I love you, it. Do you get it? <laughs> yes. Because yes. the audience yes. gets it too. Yes. Uh, um, there's something liberating. Yeah. About. Um, I'm not saying you didn't want it. Nobody makes. No one's making that a logical leap either. I'm just saying that it's liberating that you come into a situation 
not wanting it to a point where the heightened level of enthusiasm and aggression works against you. Right. Your, your fire, if your fire is not emoted the right direction, you're just going to burn yourself up. Mm-hmm. And you're like this phoenix. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. You might even burn up some things with you, but eventually <clears throat> you're just gonna. You're gonna. Right. Right. So. Right. And I think that's probably uh, how close am I to what's happening? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're nailing Going it. into that thing. So yeah. you're nailing it. So that was that's at ease. You know, that's when we're. I think that's when we're aligned. We're in flow. We're like we're going with the tides of things, and it was, you know, it, it was flowing. And then you know you get two, three years down the road after all the positivities and the successes that obviously build you up, and you you start getting a you know mini mini acclaim or you're you're stoked oh newcomer of the year cool awesome and then you get to a spot where you're okay now what's the next or there's another mountain here guys like what's the next step to go into and as opposed to working hard and trusting that that's gonna okay that's there's a lot of steps to get to the top of that damn thing Mm -hmm. thinking it's gonna come as easy as the last one or thinking that you know you've got to either grit like so i was journaling i was doing all these things right that I think are positive, so positive when put in the right way, like, okay, like caring about like, what are the skills that I need to improve to get to the top of that mountain to that next skill. But I was looking at it from the opposite end of the coin side of the coin, which I, I, I just kind of tore myself apart. Yeah, it wasn't man. positive. And you know, it wasn't like uplifting of being like, Oh, you're so good at these things. You, I lost myself of how good of an athlete I was good of a human player. When you, when I was looking at it from the opposite end from that, like lack of self-worth and being like, Oh, I need to play like this person or that person I need to work on my vision. And without that growth mindset of understanding that it's not going to feel good or comfortable making those changes, I was too immature in that space to be able to like stick with it. So I actually, you know, I regret in that space not staying with it all the way through. Right. Uh, because that was the heart. And I wish that I had a little, a little bit more stick to the ground kind of kind of feeling on that. But now I'm back with some lessons learned and, uh, you know, going back into the volleyball with like a little bit wounded, but also stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've gone through it and I know now I know now mentally I know what I can't do to myself and wh- how to uh, pursue it once that enthusiasm starts to grow and that fire starts to burn again. I had the honor um, and at the time duty because I was working for Andrew July yeah. know, for volleyball one on one. Yeah. Like videotape games and interview people and privilege of watching you and uh, Mike, Mike Brunstein, watching the McKibbins. <laughs> And watching, I guess, Burek sometimes, watching you guys be human qualifying machines. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, don't have points, got to qualify, boom, no problem. Don't have points, oh, all right, no problem. And it was so fun watching you and, and the McKibbins. And right now there's two other teams mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes they miss, <coughs> but, but they're always like in these smaller venues where there's right. only four, four qualifier spots instead of eight. Mm-hmm. It's always the same four guys or five of those eight teams at the end. Right, right. And so I feel like I got to watch a lot of that growth, uh, mm-hmm. albeit from the outside looking in. But because I've been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, I saw a lot of that. Right. I saw a lot of what you were talking about. And, uh, and I've always wanted to ask that question because yeah. um, it's maybe it's a confirmation bias yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know, Maybe it serves my ego to think about what I know and what I don't. But, right. but pretty, pretty fun. But right. Right. Yeah. And the yeah. cool thing about you right now, and and you can jump in on this in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole time you were looking for a destination on this journey, and then you realized that the destination pales in comparison to the journey itself. Uh, yeah, I'm still learning that one. To be present and uh, to trust and appreciate 
step by step and not, you know, not get too far ahead, not get too far behind. Um, and yeah, look, so have I, do I have all the answers on that one? No. Do I slip out of consciousness to get back to that like stressful space? But for me, it's just letting it all flow and allowing it to take me and letting go of some of that, uh, uh, letting go of control. Yeah, it's which has been hard for me Fuck to off. let go of control. You know what I mean? Bugger, Especially for everybody, off too. for freaking everybody the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. It's like everybody like we're, you know, it has been affected to some degree or another. You know, like everyone has. Everybody has. You got to give up some. Yeah. yeah. So, well, again, I was Jeff's coach um, the last couple of years um, when he's local. And mm-hmm. the reason why you don't see a lot of people in his box is because he's a control freak. He has a certain way he likes to do things. Same head thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He has a certain way he likes to do things. Sorry, right on the air. He's one of my buddies. Yeah. This is cool. Okay. Jeff is a brother from another mother. I got you. Cool. I I'm working him. with him with Flight School, yeah. by the way. Good. Anyways. And, yeah, I, cool. and he worked with me for two years at um, nice. Endless Summer. We nice. ended up taking Endless Summer uh, Junior's program and then leading the nation in recruitments per capita. So that's a testament of how good Jeff is when people, when, nice. he, when he comes down here and speaks eye to eye instead of mm-hmm. up here like an asshole. So when... It, and you got to admit, the way he coaches and the way he communicates with people is certainly different from the way he he approaches the game. He he's mm-hmm. intricate. He's right. he's um eccentric. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when Kyle Ratty, you know Manhattan Beach, just laughed because he and I had to talk for fifteen minutes just mm-hmm. so he can give up some fucking control, mm-hmm. you know. And then finally, when I agreed to do it his way, he's like, "No, we should do it that way." And I said. That was the way I said it. That, that that was the way you spent fifteen minutes <laughs> fighting against. All right, he goes, dude. I just landed here from Indiana, so that's just a cute story about Jeff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cute story because he doesn't. There are no worse moments when it comes to stories about Jeff Samuels. There are no worse moments. You know, I mean, whatever. He had a game against the Partains, which he lost, which which won, which he won, but felt like a loss. Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if that's the worst, mm-hmm. guy's living a good life. He's, he's probably making more money than people who, um, he can make more money off the tour with what he's doing, uh, being the spokesperson for Hyundai and, and stuff like that, and local right. tournaments. He is a brand. Right. Well, and he's also working on something that's very, very, very cool yeah. that is, goes along with the philanthropic he's doing. Have you heard of his company, Impact? Yes. Empowered Action? Yep. Or he's in these communities, and it's our intention is to go to these communities, these underserved communities, and bring and bring the good vibes there. And that's what his 5013C, that's what his nonprofit is all about. Excellent. So it's going to be fun this year to see that in, in conjunction with some tour yeah. stops and see what we, you know, him as, you know, what we can grow. Did you, you know. get a chance? Uh, did, you, did you get a chance to play with him on so many other? The other uh, the I other? think we're actually playing. We're planning one in Florida. We're going to test it out. I don't know who I'm playing with this year, so I'm kind of I'm in the market where I'm like, okay, yeah, let's check it out. And yeah, you know, like I'm playing with him, an attorney in Florida. I'm playing with another guy, Cody Caldwell, in Phoenix, and we're getting some attorneys under the belt and kind of. Cody's seeing, a hoss, man. Cody's the man. <laughs> Cody's the man. I just said he's a hoss. <laughs> he's a hoss. Really? That's the word you'd choose? Just a big really? dude that hits hard. He's a uh, hoss. He's I know, off. I know, I know the soft side of Cody though too. So like, I don't see him as a hoss. Oh, he's but he's got it. Yeah, not he's like a roughneck. Okay. No, he's not. He's got it. Got a lot of, lot of, lot of depth and personality to him. A lot of different colors. Nah, I cool. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, yeah, he hits the ball hard. Yeah. Hits uh, hard. So basically, you you played on you played beach, did a little stint and whatever, and then you're like, this beach is what I want to do because it's gonna be fun. You know, mm-hmm. and I get that yeah. because the reason why I studied acting is because when I grew up 
at some point, no one was going to hire you without a, B, a, a batch of BA or BS, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, if I have to do this freaking college thing, let me just yeah. act. Acting seems fun. Let me do that. I didn't, yeah. you know. What kind and, of roles? What kind of roles were you in? I want to hear more. Well, when I um, well when I graduated, I did a play called Fucking A. It was okay. written by Susan Laurie Parks, who won Pulitzer for Best Drama okay. at the Public Theater, and I played a bounty hunter. I did another <coughs> play called The La- um, The Last Bridge, written by Wendy Kesselman, and it was about a bunch of people trying to get across the bridge in Amsterdam before the Nazis took over. So um, I ended up playing a Nazi, and then another a guy got kicked out of the place. So I ended up having to play two Nazis. So one was an older one who spoke English, who, whose English uh, sounded like this. Okay. And then the other guy who only spoke German. So uh, I had to play an officer and an enlisted man. And I had to transition. Dude, I had to transition those roles like mad quick and still be believable and still be two different people. So that was right. So those are my two like highlight ones, you know. Right. But the right. most important thing I've ever done for theater was um, we... You were talking about Jeff doing stuff for under, under, underserved communities. We made... Yeah. Um, a group called UACT, United Artists of Color Theater, because at Marymount they were only doing plays that were were were, were white plays, I guess. Mm-hmm. And with white plays, you're not really casting African American people. So mm-hmm. we decided mm-hmm. to do our own play, Student mm-hmm. Affairs. We borrowed a, a space upstairs that the theater didn't control. So we we created the venue, an audition process that was not controlled by the faculty, mm-hmm. and we put on this ridiculously good play that generated this crazy outside attentions um susan laurie parks herself you know came mm-hmm. uh susan watson turner who directed the first production of the whiz she was there so it was just this little thing where we're like sorry it's only 100 seats we'll stand up against the wall we'll stand up against the wall and it was great so that so in Orado college that was the best thing i've ever done because now all of those people except for me i, I got sucked back in available they're all working i have a friend that's up for a tony for the tina turner musical uh for um they're all doing commercials. They're all doing whatever. But that guy, this 20-year-old director who, who had the mm-hmm. vision, this, this kid um, changed the way people wanted to do the type of theater they wanted to do. Because they get in now, oh, I want to do a movie. I want to be on Broadway. And all of a sudden, I'm like, no, nah, I want to do this play that affects hate crimes. You know, that, you know, talk, that addresses hate crimes. Oh, I want to do a play that talks about... Um, I'd just be broad and say the prison system Mm -hmm. like like you can go to jail and your parents can't afford bail and the da says if you just just plead out and i'll let you go right Uh, you know time already served seek probation whatever um and now you have something on your record so the next time the cop stops you you know something big happens oh he has a criminal record so so like that that mission is about saying that there are a lot of people who get jacked up because the cop has orders you have to arrest somebody today and i'm like no one's doing anything wrong you, i don't care just find someone so mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, so those mm-hmm. are so those are the kinds of plays we do that affect people Impactful. of color in our community Impactful. you know um and then, and where's my investment in it uh, my mom's african-american mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i identify very much being african-american as, mm-hmm. as much as i do white mm-hmm. you know we, we mm-hmm. had this conversation about fairness like mm-hmm. what you were talking about mm-hmm. that's where it comes from if you're both, <laughs> you, ain't care. you ain't really got a whole lot of choices. Right. Grew up on Flatbush Avenue, right. seen a whole lot of that stuff. You know, Anna Wexley, we're on the podcast, and I'll talk to you about personal experience with my mom and, and other people. So right. that, um, to answer your question, that's the, that was the best work I've done was actually inside of the school. <laughs> I'd done plays for five years, and then City College called me. I took the men's NCAA job. 
and that was the year like the um you know like the financial thing just right the whole mm-hmm. country just went to hell financially and mm-hmm. i really needed the money so mm-hmm. and city was paying me handsomely for that and mm-hmm. yeah got a bunch of i love yeah go ahead i love that you can see both sides of it it mm-hmm. just feels like a very grounded spot to be in that yeah. right and i feel like if all of us could you know have more of these conversations right or connect on it and to feel that like that's where we'd in that conversation is where we would melt mm-hmm. right that's where we would melt and for you to like be the voice of that and communicate that i think is super powerful in times i like guess where it is divi- it has been divisive you know what i mean and, and uh non-inclusive in, in a lot of ways. yeah well divisive is <clears throat> the operative word isn't it i mean mm-hmm. here's what i think people can do better admit that you're coming into the conversation from a biased place my, my okay. most unfavorite thing is someone saying, I'm coming in clean. I don't have an agenda. Bullshit. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you subconsciously do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we're not, I'm not trying to get no YouTube video taken down. So we're going we're gonna to avoid the V word right now. But if someone has information that discussed why something, a different approach to something from medicine or whatever, and if someone's trained to think something else, it is their impulse to mm-hmm. ignore you to mm-hmm. ignore them right it is their impulse to say something different like uh like i don't think that happened but you don't but you never physically saw or read anything to confirm or deny if that happened or not mm-hmm. but yet it's someone's instinct to say that didn't I, I i seriously doubt that happened how do you know unless it comes from a biased place right well isn't that to like be less impulsive isn't that what's going to help like slow down the momentum of the energies yeah. that are, you know, like that passing around, like it's got to stop somewhere. Yep. Right. And we have to find ways to be mindful or like decide how to digest those things as opposed to having them spring around. If like that energy to me, that's what I, that's what I feel. And it could be completely wrong, but that's just yeah. my, the way that I uh, process that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. How do we, how are we aware of that? And then pass along either. If you don't, you know, like just my, like mama says, you know, somebody like, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. You know, like yeah. we don't have to for our own ego to like get yeah. you know get the one up because somebody didn't give you like the right you know you've got the wrong salsa right. Somebody brought you like the red salsa as opposed to the 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 brown one that you so you know eloquently asked for. How do we pass that back? Like how like you have a choice. You've got right and it's like how do you? Hey, I'm so like thank you so much. Like I know you're busy when you have a chance. Like can you get this to wait like 35 yeah. seconds to have it with your food? You know, with your yeah. food. Like how the motion like okay can we slow and ground down in that motion i think that's mm-hmm. what i what feels important to me and i <laughs> well the how as the question is about yeah. as to how you get there how you right. get there is you have something that you have a core belief and you and if if any part of it feels like you're emoting negative energy mm-hmm. and not not necessarily extremely positive then you need to change that you need to change that as if your life depends on it because it mm-hmm. really does Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Rogan once said, you have a finite amount of time on this earth, right? You can, it can be a good time or it can suck. And if it sucks and if you suck, you need to fight to change that as if your life depends on it, as if your life depends on it. What you're doing right now, you're talking about traveling around, you're doing these clinics mm-hmm. and this and that. The mm-hmm. thing that will draw people to you is not that you're a knowledgeable beach player, but because you can come just because we talked about Jeff and I'm going to say the same thing about you. You can come to a kid, a junior or an adult, and if they're short or tall, you come eye level right here and you talk to them like a man and they receive you and they feel like that you having a conversation feels like they have self-worth, you know? And if you can emote that, 
then all of a sudden, through volleyball and what they're learning, somehow, some way, they become better people. Mm. They pay you to coach. Caring is free of charge. Mm. <laughs> you know, caring is free of charge. Mm. And you strike me as that kind of person. Of course, you need to make money. Mm. I mean, I'm not an idiot, but mm. but. Your ability to care about the work you do and the way your light shines and the way mm. the level of enthusiasm and excitement that you talk about your sport and that you echo the sentiments of your mentors and passing that knowledge as it was passed to you mm. is going to help you right. be a better um, you be a better man and mm. to help the people around you galvanize and magnetize towards you. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I just said all that. We're, we're talking about volleyball, man. <laughs> Someone has a question. <laughs> Someone have a goddamn question. Oh, what was the first time you made the main draw? What was your first main draw? 2000. God, it's getting hot in here. I got, oh, I don't have a shirt on. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> you want me to go get you? Only if it has your brand. Nope, I can't do that. I'm, oh, no, I got one. I'm, I'm sure you're good. You're you're, you're totally good. We're All good. Right. We're good. Because okay. it is just boiling in here. <laughs> a lot of hot air escaping both of us. A lot of hot air. Look, 2016. 2016. Okay. 2016. Mike and I had when you were talking about that run of the qualifier. We had f- made five of seven main draws there, which like is kind of to get that critical mass right is really important. Like when you're making that momentum to just continue it on, and then you got to get into there into that main draw. And then you win a couple, like you just got to win a couple big matches, a couple big matches to stay, like to stay and stick. And I remember some of the older, like the Loomis, the Ty Loomis, the Rosenthal, I remember them directly coming up to me in the tent. Like, you got to get it. Like, you know, you're in here now, like your work's not done, like one more. And they were fully supporting, like they were helping me. They lift me up. They were like, oh, how can we give you like, here, here's some, like, here's some snacks. Here's some pregame gum, you know, whatever. Like, uh, so that was pretty cool to have that on that end of it of all what of was what the was support. What was the fan club you had? Oh, uh, what were Ledge Legion called? and Frishy's Friends. They were called both at times, but Ledge Legion probably most often. What a deep! Oh, they were deep, huh? Dude, I they... know I missed them. They all got jobs or in prison. No, I'm joking. None of them in prison. <laughs> Oh boy! No, no presidential all pardons them for jobs. them, huh? All of them but they have you know separated. I'm not. I'm not as exciting, mm-hmm. nor their mm-hmm. nor is volleyball as important to them. But it was cool. It was cool for that moment that it happened. It was, boom, it was big. It was, cool. it was a great, it was super boom. cool, dude. It was, it was like cool. being a rock band, and all of a sudden you have like a whole bunch of people that come to all of your concerts. They were having more fun than us, and they were earning a lot of points for us. Yes. Remember when they single handedly got in? Uh, what's his name? I think they made him retire. It was Hudson Bates. I think they made Hudson and Mark retire. <laughs> steroids is a real thing right so they were dude one he of was the checked na- after that you know that he was checked like yeah. that, that was why he got that's no I'm joking I'm fine <laughs> he wouldn't be the first you want me to start naming names <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Mackenzie where you at yes. no just kidding oh, um, oh shit okay. well Mackenzie told me a story on the podcast he was in um, playing overseas right and he was supposed to have a drug test but they wanted him to fly to Australia to do it Okay. So he had two choices. He can spend a shitload of his own money flying because they weren't going to fly him and fly back mm-hmm. or just pay the fine for the, and it was less to pay the fine for not, for no showing. But the problem is when you no show, no show is a positive test. So if, you know, I did, when I was doing some Google searching before he came on the podcast, I asked him about it and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm just like, shit. I asked him about it, but not to be like some weasel, you know what right. I'm saying? Trying to get clicks. Cause I don't, that's not why I asked him about it. I'm just right. asking him what happened. 
And I'm asking, what what would made you? You know, because to me, don't laugh, all right? Chael Sonnen said, someone asked me why I took performance-enhancing drugs. I took performance-enhancing drugs to enhance my performance. Are we going to take these drugs to diminish our performance? I've never heard of that. So so I was just going to make a joke like that. But it, it turns out he didn't, he didn't do it. He just didn't want to spend the money. And and they weren't paying him anything in the league he played in. I, I, I don't know if it was Israel or somewhere else, but but mm-hmm. he got he got a bad bad break, you know? Mm-hmm. Alex Kleiman, mm-hmm. right? She, she, mm-hmm. she popped up hot for a banned substance because she, probably because she bought something at GNC that said it didn't have it in it. In, 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 Guess what? Turns out to do, right. you know. But I remember that Bates and Bureau. Right. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I taped that. I have that match on YouTube. <laughs> that was fun. Actually, I remember I, your voice in it too, because I've gone back and I looked. You know, you relive the glory days, or you learn about yourself, whatever. You're looking at the matches, and I remember hearing your voice always in the background. Sometimes it was just you were just like, "Who are these guys? Like, oh my god, like." <laughs> It was. All I'm saying is I would have lost the match. I think I said that. I said if I were Hudson, I'm losing. I'm not winning this match. Right. Because right. I would have. I mean, my Brooklyn virtue doesn't mm. allow me to play a sport where people are talking to me like that. I come over the thing and try to try to you know give someone a three piece and a soda. Right. You know. And that's happened with <laughs> pop, some guys. Pop, pop. Notable, yeah. like some of my buddies on tour have gone yes. off the court and kind of been pointing fingers. Like some of the more yeah. of the old school. I don't think the Trambley new school's did. Out. It was Trambley in Huntington. Yeah. Trambley yes. came up and was in their faces right after he won too. Literally, the ball hit the sand and then he finished and just went and started screaming like, "Don't you ever say anything?" Somebody said it was. Yeah, yeah, we won't I was go into there. Details. Yeah, you remember that one? It was right. against Adam. Roberts right. and Marty Lorenz. No, it was and against me. With Brad it Keenan. was it was me and uh, it was Brunsting and I. Oh, it was Brunsting and I. And he was screaming at some guys. Yeah, wow, dude. Yeah, because there was yeah. one guy, and it was at Huntington, that was just Firing, going good fire hard after only Ty Trambley. Really, and finally Ty between was another one. Huh? They won. Yeah, he won thirty-one twenty-nine the second set, and he goes to the end. He's like, "Come here for a second. Let me talk to you." And the guy didn't want to get up. And then Brad Keenan just comes up to him. Like, Brad Keenan looks huge. He's like, could you please not talk before you get your ass kicked? And then he stopped talking. And then when they won the third set, the guy the, before the guy left, he says, you're still a douchebag. <laughs> I mean, Trambley all the did? Way, No, the guy said to him, oh. you would figure you just chill or whatever. Right. But he said, you're still a douchebag. And he left and we cracked up because you as a player and Ty as a player. At the end of the day, you could put up, put up with all that shit, but you can't mm-hmm. put up with it and lose. It just hurts too much. You'd be like, fuck this guy. But if I win, look, if I win, it's okay because I could just go to the sideline and it just and it's just noise and you can just smile, you know? Yeah. So um, I take it out on inanimate objects. Like I've ripped out a line before. I've like, I pull yeah. on the net. Like it's more like just childish out- outbursts. Yes. <laughs> like the umbrella. Like, like, Give me the most tame human being. They're, and they're gonna have, they're gonna have that tantrum. Yeah, Madison McKibben yeah. kicked a ball when yeah. he was up twenty to eighteen. Kicked a ball, so it was made it 21-2019, and then the red card made it twenty up. Playing against Hagen Smith and Travis Mueller, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lost that first set. And when you lose that first set, now the third set, and he <clears throat> right to fifteen, the better team doesn't even win. It's like whoever's hot. A, a, a game that they could have just won 2-0. And that was it. Because they blew. You know what happens, right? You lose the first game like that. You get angry. You're the better team. You get angry. You blow your wad the second set. And you win by a lot. And then, and then it's like, whew, so I got one more. 
Still got one more. So who who do you, who are mm. you part? Mm. So you're you're right now you're you're um, moonlighting partners and just trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. It kind of um, it's all in flow now a little bit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there, we don't have as many big guys to choose from because all of them are retiring. Or you know we got what Doherty, Dahlhauser, and Bruner that have oh, not Bruner, pardon me, uh, and Jake Gibber. Um, so that's three of the bigs, right? So there's the and there's not many. The defenders are sticking around, right? Mm-hmm. The defenders are sticking around. Right. So it's it's our our pool is definitely we we've got a smaller pool. We've got the defenders are you know you know I know, I know. We're, we're all scratching and clawing fighting for it, right or whatever. But that's what I'm intending not to do. I'm right. just trying. I totally trust that it's like I'm going to land in the right spot and and uh, I'm focusing on the other stuff. Once we get seasoned, I think I'll I'll know some more answers on that. Just got to see the schedule. I also think the approach you're doing right now is very much like when you were getting into the sport. If you mm. just let those things take care of itself. Exactly. Um, keep your nose in the work. Mm. Don't mean to make this about theater all over again, but, mm. but um, theater, you cannot go into theater to be a star. Because if it happens, you'll never be a star. You cannot go on that stage with the intention to be good. Because if you be on that stage, uh, you do that, you're not making it about your, your scene partner, you're not making it about the work, and then eventually never be good. Such is volleyball. Mm-hmm. You can't go out there with the intention to be good. The, that's the expectation. Goal, obstacle, tactic, expectation. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So right. You, anyone thinks on that line, wherever you are, goat works, guys. Goat works for theater and goat works for volleyball. I like that. I um, like that. Yeah. Fan question: What did yeah. you hear about Bally's, um, and how um, and how do you think Bally's is going to benefit you 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 playing on the tour with the, with the guys? Um, so everybody has been hopeful, wishful, uh, most for the most part. You know, there there have been some murmurs. I'm sure at the top, like it's you know it it could get it could get worse, and those people are doing fine. You know, are are comfortable in it. But I think for the sport as a whole to rise. For the most part, everyone's been excited to see what we're what we're going to get. There were talks of, you know, potentially 12-15 tournaments this year. I think that has gotten knocked down more to the potentially the eight or ten range. But we'll see when we actually see it. These are all this is all just hearsay at this point. I mean, twelve is almost a living. Yeah, no, I know, I know. That's why yeah. when everyone saw that, it became. I mean, to be honest, like I, I was halfway out the door. There were a lot of people, especially like the ones that have families, like the, you know. Um, uh, we can name so we many. We can name of them. so many. There like, was, you know, I there were a few seen, in mind. Yeah. Um, who's the attorney? <clears throat> the attorney that used to play with April Ross. What's her name again? Um, um, attorney with April Ross. Lawyer. She's um, she's um, the Stanford coach's assistant uh, and his wife. His wife and assistant. Oh, coach yeah, Fuller's wife. Yeah, yeah, Fuller. Fuller. Is it? Coach Fuller's wife. What's her? What was her name? I don't know. It'll come back. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. We know yeah. What we're talking about. For sure, we're talking. I mean, just how the like. Everyone was kind of one foot yeah, out the door. Stafford's and slick. Stafford's already like pretty much gone, yeah. right? He, you know, who knows when his Avatar. return comes, if it comes. But um, it's to see, yeah, where, I mean, th- that was kind of what tugged me back in. I can only speak for myself and actually conversations with other athletes and being like, oh, gosh. Like it was almost, it was almost like I was almost free. I was almost free into a life that's more grounded. Like, because we've struggled for so long and like had like that heart of being like, oh, can we like... It's going to come along. It's going to come along. We believe. How can we make this happen? And then not seeing it come to fruition. And then finally we got this Bally's, which is like, okay, they could promote and like have this gambling. Apparently what I've heard is that Bally's had a hundred and what was it? They turned ping pong into a $150 million gambling industry. So we know with gambling, 
that there are some it's a different crowd which has been a mixed thing right with the other the other things like the tendency like okay well particularly well, with, with juniors, our girls right you know, with junior... AVP first too right that's right. going to be that might be hairy right right that's mm-hmm. that's that's where there is some of that like okay conscience of it there's a definite conscience but as long as that can be mitigated right and we're in a safe space with all that it can only in terms of the athletes of like serving us and helping we've all been like okay all right turn back around turn the bus around let's get back in this and let's, you know, give it a shot. So I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little bit on, I'm like on a two-year plan or like I'm on a like, okay, let's see. I want to see what they're going to bring to us. What are they putting on the table and and uh, and moving towards that with a little bit of, a, you know, kind of an idea. Okay, show us, show us what it is. Okay, what, like, what are you going to, so we haven't had much conversation with Bally's to answer that question directly with the players. It's been more so with AVP, but once that formulates, I, I was part of the players board. I don't even know if I am anymore. I don't know, like maybe when I went off in my car that I a lot of revo- my, got revoked. My, my permissions but I think we'll have some conversations soon I think in the next month or two we'll know a little bit more and okay what is their future plan looking like which would be really cool to see and maybe it's going to be different than before well Bally's is a machine <clears throat> right. like if this doesn't take off mm-hmm. it won't be because of Bally's mm-hmm. and that's that's a scary thought because I know the AVP has, has taken a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stabs at trying to um, right. I guess revitalize what we call the glory days, you know, I mean, they didn't, mm-hmm. even, they didn't even have bleachers back then. It was just a bunch of beach chairs and, right. and, you know, the beers, Cuervo, you know, big sponsors and Budweiser and, you know, they had the big sponsors, but sponsors only stick around if you have crowds because there's, you know, there's not enough people in the crowd to be like, Bud, I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sponsors help. Dude, I have tough socks because they were at a venue. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but if, but you have to have enough people at the venue to make tough socks move. A mm-hmm. bitchin' sauce, which um, which is like a sauce. Like I a, love that sauce. It's, it's great. It's sold in all the stores now because because oh, it, so it took off. It's, it's five sold ni- in all it's the five ninety nine. That's like I mean you know, know. maybe four thirty five. No, I got a bitchin' decision to make. <laughs> <laughs> I bitch. I only say laughingly because I saw it in the store yesterday and I went, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Bitchin' sauce. Perfect segue. Hey, we love you. uh, Sponsor, sponsorship, bitchin' sauce, bitchin' sauce, sponsor, possibly you. (laughs) I would love to wear some shorts that say bitchin' sauce. (laughs) Straight across the front, straight across the pleats. Oh my God! Dear so, Lord. so that's where I think volleyball can make some money. So that's one mm. sponsors the the machines there. Two, I don't know if the players need to have this Dana White speech. Dana White, I remember in the Ultimate Fighter that season one thing right. where this guy's like he doesn't want to fight. He's this one's like he misses his girlfriend, and the whole time they're in the fucking red. The U- he bought the UFC and they're in trouble. They're hemorrhaging. And then he has this speech and just says, do you want to be a fucking fighter? And just had this this speech that changed the whole sh- demographic of the show. Next thing you know, they're getting after it. And then the finale was on Spike TV. And everybody's calling each other. Yo, these two white dudes are punching each other in the face. You know, you got to take a, take a look. And right. then, then Tough One right. almost instantly brought them from the red to the black. And right. now here they are on ESPN and this and that. So I don't know if someone needs to go to the player's tent and say, do you want to be a 
American volleyball player? Do you do you want to do your homework? Do you want to watch video uh, um, and not um, go on a on a center court game or a court one game where you're feeling each other out and the people are waiting for something to happen? And will they wait around long enough for it to happen at the end? Or do you do your homework where you where there's some games you could just come out banging from the block, man. You know this. And there and there there are games you go to and you see the first six plays. And you already know how it's gonna go. Because you've seen them play before. And all right, next next court. I'm gonna go to the next court. So if you feel that mm-hmm. way as an experienced mm-hmm. player, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about here, mm-hmm. and I feel that way as a longtime uh, indoor player and now mm-hmm. coach and commentator. How do you think someone who's who might and someone we're trying to get interested and bring into our sport when they walk by a court and they stop? I want to watch this and they see a couple of three plays and they're out. Mm -hmm. Get after it. If you're that personality that's extroverted, be extroverted. If you're like Phil, if you're introverted or guys like Karch where you play does the talking, that's a great mixture. Those are the things that made volleyball popular. Karch mm-hmm. was in that that golden era of volleyball. Did you see him? You didn't really see him start to rage out until the end. Do you, you see that video where he tore down the net system? <laughs> where was it? It was out at Rhode Island or something like that, right? <laughs> <coughs> dude, that ref had to jump off the ladder. <laughs> Save his life, dude. Really? I, I yeah, gotta, I gotta that, find it. You gotta pull it up. I gotta find it. Okay, while you're doing that, it would be malpractice. Podcast malpractice for me not to even yes, look. Go yes, ahead. find it. Find it. Go ahead. To that point, I think Bally's can provide that or can provide the context for it because I've heard there's going to be some like kind of prop bet opportunities and that's going to give more personality to the players, right, as well. Yes. And uh, some fun things to know players by, oh, that guy's such a good blocker or this guy's a good defender. Oh, I want to see how many digs this guy can get and add some kind of a fun allure to that and something we can advertise with it. I agree with the personalities of, you know, busting through and uh, having people, yeah, yeah, like, you know, and that's that's the thing. I don't has have have we done a great has the AVP done it? AVP doesn't feel like it differentiates the personalities, and that's they've they've provided a context for us to do so. But I think us as players, we've got to like we got to roll with it and like create these characters that we want to be and who we are, and and access that and like bring that to the fighting ring, right? Yep. I think here, so. Here that's, it is. Check it out. Here Let's it see. Is. I got it. Check out the screen. Six. Championship point. This is definitely it. For Smith Oklos. There's a monitor behind Oh, is it with a double, too? Oh, there's the one. <laughs> what a savage. You see that lap pull down? <laughs> losing it. This guy's sure losing it. What do you think's going through his head right there? What you, like, nothing. Red. Until he comes back and realizes what did I just do. Dude. Oh my god. No hat either. No pink hat. I look at something like that and he tore it off. Oh, he threw it, it off? On. He yeah. threw it? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. But I look at something like that and I'm like, why the hell was everybody mad at Serena when she called her a ref a thief? Right. <laughs> so, remember when Serena had that meltdown? She lost her mind and was right. imagining things like, you're, no. you're, choosing my, you're choosing me a cheating and it turns out the coach was trying to give her signals. Really? Now she lost her mind, but I'm like, don't be calling that classless when your boy, who we consider God, just did something like that. Because you know what happens? They defend that guy. Well, did you see the call? The call was wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> you're missing the point. Right. Right. Just losing. You're missing the point. There's action and there's consequence, right? Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. walks by me and calls me like a bitch or a B word. 
I could just ignore him, or I could be like you too, <laughs> or I could try, or I, or I could try to piece him up over right. word, over words, right? Well, so um, that's where I think it becomes valued, right? Like even the MJ, Michael Jordan, right? Yes. Like the, you know, the the Last Dance, which I love watching. It was awesome. It was cool, but it was what a great show. Also dude. to see like God, this guy was. A he was an asshole. He was yeah. t- like just not a great human being. And now he's just his eyes are yellow, and he's like had a lot of drinks, and he's probably got. I'm not meaning to make light of no, his of afflictions, but that all is root. You know, it's all cause. Like if you're, you know, you got, that's that's how you put out in the world. Like that's what's coming back. So it's like, where's our val- where's our metric too? It's an interesting thing. Like that right. becomes valued more. Like wow, this guy seven not championship. You see his his fadeaway jumper, right? Like, but he's punching he's punching his teammates, and yeah. it's like there's a balance. It's gonna be fun, right? I mean, like ripping down the net would feel good. Like I probably should do that more so than meditation every once in a while, you know. I have an interesting question for yeah. you because you're you're right now you're you're still this athlete and you're neck deep in, in mm-hmm. into doing elite yeah. athlete shit. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much of that <coughs> this this seeing Jordan for who he was and at that time, mm-hmm. how much? Does the disappointment or expectations and whatnot? How much does that fall on Jordan, and how much does that come on the me- fall on the media and people um, elevating him and making him think that because he's the best player in the world, he has to be a role model? Okay, you know what I'm saying? As far as like being good, you get the question. Yeah, totally. How much does that fall on Jordan, and how much does that fall on the people who miss who who shaped him incor- knowingly? shaped him incorrectly mm-hmm. wow yeah oh god that's deep huh that's deep that feels like my life last five years too yeah no it really is because yep. it's like when we look when we look internally right we're we're presented with like we have our we have our past that comes with us of who we are and there are obviously some things that maybe moving forward into like thinking of like bringing children into the world that we'd like to it's like it's like it comes through us, right? Like we have choice. We have a choice in the matter of what we want to bring forward into our future. Yep. Right. And some of that is wonderful tradition and things that you loved about, you know, loved about family or loved about your your past to bring forward. But every moment we have the opportunity to bring forth something new that hope you know hopefully is inspiring or positive or good or your own creation. So that balance, like within that, I don't know if there's anyone to blame. It's all just our individual opportunity to do so and to choose the path that we feel is is the best and sometimes it's going to be to express and to let out our emotions and hopefully if we're letting out our emotions hopefully it's in a way in a space that's like uh, not bleeding on other people and in a way that's like healthfully or, or, or more healthfully to in do this, so right in this climate have we already gone too far past one direction for an athlete to say my private life is my private life go so, kick rocks right okay yeah right 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 so Tip, what what pops into my head when I think about that is as athletes having sponsorships, right? Mm. We've got an opportunity as athletes having sponsorships. The ones that are the main sponsors right now, and I know this is a little bit of a segue, but it kind of it cuts no, in just what's in my heart kind no, of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> the the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for the freedom to express. The, uh, the sponsors that we have, like the monsters, the like – these are not good. Like, they're not really good for us. They're not good. They're not healthy for us. But they're the ones, the reason that they're not good for us is because of the damn, like, it's because they know how to advertise too. And those are the things that are addictive. Those are the things that are negative. Those are the things that aren't good for healthy. So they have the money. They have the power. So by us accepting the money, accepting the power that they have, and we, we continue it. So as athletes, 
Do we stand up for it? Do we decide, hey, I am only going to be sponsored by sponsors that I believe in that ho- that hold my frequency that is for good and for the good of all, right? Not just the money that's coming to my pocket to help my little segment of, of family, right? Then we as a team, as a unit, as everybody banding together will inspire and give the little companies that actually mean well or that are more grassroots and have less money, they will start to have more money. We have to break down that foundation, shatter that shit, so that those little ones from the grassroots can can spring forth. And that, that, so that's that's an individual choice, but hopefully we band together in unity to make it. Yeah, and I suppose it <clears throat> is an athlete's right to talk about not throwing glass out, um, not throwing stones if you live in glass houses, right? If right. like Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, old video mm-hmm. game for PS2, mm-hmm. they're doing they're doing this commercial, right? Like when you're in a car, you listen to radio stations, and the commercial was Redwood cigarettes. And at the end, official sponsor of the San Andreas Marathon, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? McDonald's right. sponsored the Olympics, the Olympic <laughs> Games, and this and that. Oh right, like so somebody like yeah, Carl Malone's holding I up guess a sandwich. What I'm trying to say is, if the public is okay with people taking that money it's like cnn taking pfizer money right Right. Uh, um why isn't it an athlete's right to say look um to quote eminem i can't be a superman i can be an elite athlete i'm here to play a sport and i'm 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 behaving myself i'm not committing a crime Mm -hmm. um uh, i don't want to do this for kids (laughs) i don't even like kids you know what i'm saying right Um, right so and that's why that's where i think I'm defending Jordan a little bit. No, but yeah. to me, if you're hitting people in practice, um, they I think they, they're just scared of you enough that they're not going to hit you back. Even though Steve Kerr, I heard, I heard, he got pieced up, but he stood up for himself. He's a little guy. Right. But Jordan right, right. was beating up big people too. But And it just I just smile at that because Jordan did that in practice to his own team. But when he played the Knicks and he played the Pistons, Let's have all that. He had some of that rage at Xavier McDaniel, but he raged out and then he calmed down because he knew Right. He knew the Knicks would have pieced him up. They were like, "I right. right, no, say 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 that again." So, um, you have to come to the rim. We mm-hmm. are defending the outer marker. You have to come into the rim. And this was before the flagrant foul was introduced. Mm-hmm. The flagrant foul didn't come till '91, which is why people praise Jordan. Come to the rim, because if if a, t- a ticky tack foul is the same two free throws as me clothesline and you out of the air, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But then flagrants. A flagrance changed that. And the Knicks right. didn't care. Flagrant, okay. You're rejected. Gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> you know? So so I guess what I'm... Um, yeah. I yeah, guess yeah. concluding yeah, yeah. this whole Jordan yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. It was very, very unfair to talk about this guy as a role model for kids. Mm-hmm. When he just wants to play basketball and at night he wants to gamble like an adult, albeit with that kind mm-hmm. of money. There's levels to that too. That was mm-hmm. crazy the amount of money he spent. Because mm-hmm. you know, that's what they're thinking, right? Oh, you could have fed so many starving children. You just blew two million in a casino. That's that man's business, dude. Off the court. You know? And, and that's that's always been the ambiguity of, um, of um, having this elite athlete I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Like, there's a difference between somewhere between not committing a crime and just spending all your yeah, time yeah, 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 of making yeah, yeah. yourself a better human being. Yeah. It's just the guy who wants to play volleyball too. It's not. Yeah, there has to be a balance. I'm trying. Yeah, to say. totally yeah. is. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It doesn't have to be complete. You know, it's not like completely selfish or bending over backwards for it. You right. know what I mean? I agree. I agree that there is. Uh, yeah, that that energy. 
of yeah like that should not be micro yeah put on I, I agree okay so i'm following you of like putting under a microscope these these actions right that like whether whatever the two million to him that he loses in that casino versus maybe he's got 20 million over here that he's doing whatever good things are positive like, and that mm-hmm. becomes the more heightened yeah I, I could feel like that so it is hard i could imagine it being very hard to be in that much of a spotlight with that yeah. but i think we're talking about something we both know at our core of in this significant case mm-hmm. was he doing much for the community was he really other than inspiring he was inspiring people but to what level was he inspiring he was inspiring you know so it's like is it his responsibility no but it's cool to take it i think like yeah. why not why not take the opportunity what i respect and i think is very cool and i think teach their own and i wonder if i could insta- i wonder if this is the kind of person that i am that i could install and i think I've, i don't think i play well with with rage or with anger or with fire or with like that like really like I think it's it's impressive as you're talking about for him to play with that much like big, spite, anger, yeah, chip on crash. his shoulder. These guys, I'm just like thinking to myself, I'm like how are they so poised when they're feeling that like that kind of rate? Like, how does that be, big wave not crash? Yes. Yeah. Right. He's a unicorn. That's why. <clears throat> yeah, it's wild. I'll name a, uni- a unicorn yeah, yeah. in the AVP. Fallon for right. Moana. Yeah. Okay. Fallon for Moana starts up, stays up from from bell to bell, and and we're indoor players, and we know damn well. For every five points you get riding that high, you're going to give up nine on the low. Mm-hmm. But this woman somehow, mm-hmm. some way, mm-hmm. starts there, stays there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard anyone reference that Fallon lost the match because she was tired at the end? No. She's bigger and she carries a lot of weight, more mm-hmm. weight around than anyone. But I've never seen that woman. I don't know if there's an energy efficiency thing or if she's just riding this emotion thing. And then when the match is over, she collapses in her car. Right, we don't right. know because she either she's either just a unicorn or she's she does a hell of a job at hiding it. Right. Um, to answer your question, mm-hmm. people are gonna like who they want to like regardless. People will love Jordan even after all those stories and they still love and worship him. And for the people that are like, oh, why couldn't he do stuff for kids? Why couldn't he do this? Are the same people that still hate LeBron James. (laughs) This man, do you want to talk about the GOAT, the greatest of all time off the court? Mm -hmm. That man is putting anyone that graduated his high school through college. He's paying for their college. How about that? How about this man married his high school sweetheart? How about it? He got he got ten million dollars or whatever at age sixteen or seventeen years old to, to play a sport where everyone thought, you know, oh, this brother's just gonna spend. <laughs> He's gonna go out like a rapper. He's just gonna keep taking advances and go bankrupt. And people still find a way to hate that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's and 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 a lot of those people for the same reason like Jordan. So yeah. I, I hate to be lazy and say haters gonna hate, you know, because it seems like this lazy answer, and I, I feel like I, I've taken us taken us off that, and I'm sorry about that. But, no, 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 but no, that no, has no. that. There's ca- a truth that's to a caveat. It. That, yeah, there is a truth to it mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely, and I'm not, I haven't been a huge LeBron fan, but I think I need to like re. Mm-hmm. I need to give him a little bit more of a chance within that space. Yeah. I would like to, you know, with all the things that he does good, because I do respect that. I appreciate that when people can be balanced in that way, and almost. But then when you see it. He's almost too humble, right? Because yeah. at the end of the games, he's giving up shots. And you're like, that's fake. Kind of like... Come, you be, I know yeah, you're doing that because the cameras are watching. It's not believable. I get why you, you would dislike oh. that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that, potentially. 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 Well, but haters are also created too. I'll give you an example. April and, April and Alex, mm-hmm. right? Playing their best beach volleyball at the right time won the gold. All right? I knew they the whole time, the last two years, they were either 1 or 1A. 
mm-hmm. um, them and the Canadians. And then, of course, you know, Rebecca, she has a good breakfast and stuffs herself with sushi before before the final. She's good to go to, right? It's Rebecca true. and um, Patricia. Brazil, oh yes, from Brazil. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> if that girl's eating in the morning, she happy. Okay, so she she could be number one any day too. You know, yeah. Duda and Agatha. Yeah. But what ha- here's what happened when they won the gold. There was a bunch of people on social network that said this is the greatest team, beach team, women's beach team of all time. And when someone disagrees with that, and it's like you can't take that away from Carrie and Misty. You, the person that says you can't take that away from Carrie and Misty is accused of being a hater. They're like, can't you just let these girls endure their time? Can't you just let their, you know, they just won the goal. Why do you have to bring that up? And, and really the answer is the hater didn't come up and voluntarily say that. Voluntarily say that. You, that person opened the door and is talking goat shit. So that's a lot what happens with LeBron. He wins another title. Is he in the GOAT conversation now? And the truth of the matter is, everyone in their self-honesty still believes it's Jordan. But I think if those people just those people just shut up and let him enjoy his championship, they wouldn't they wouldn't be people. Because people think that hate is voluntary. It's not. Okay, who's the LeBron James of beach volleyball? Okay, what are our, let's let's make some let's make yes. some correlations here. Let's make some. Because I got some fun here. volleyball questions too. You're gonna okay. you're gonna, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. laugh. The beach volley the um, for the American team for the American. Well, yeah. Let's go Americans. Let's go Americans. Let's keep it on the home front here. Who I mean, LeBron. The LeBron would be Taylor Sander, and he just started. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's coming on. Okay, I like that. Who do you got? Who's Gian- Who's Giannis? Who would be Giannis? It was ah oh, God. Well, my Giannis would be Sharif from Qatar, but... but oh, is that? Um, okay. Is that but, immediately? Um, but that's not... You're talking so about Jane, the Americans. No, good. I'll just give you some because I think you're good at the quick quick one. Here we go. Who's uh, uh, old school Steve Nash? Old school Steve Nash. John Hyden. John Hyden, you think? Yeah. Okay. I would say John Mayer. I was going to say Mayer, too. I was yeah, gonna he's say Mayer. Mayer. I was going to say Mayer. Yeah. Okay, how about... Uh, let's go... Oh, we don't have any shacks. No, we don't have any shacks. No, we can't. Shacks would shack would cramp up, right? A shack would cramp. A shack up, would dude. cramp up. Oh, we'll go one more. Brad Keenan was the closest thing we had to Shaq. He was, he was. but Shaq versus. Do you ever watch that one where Shaq played with? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He was like a deer. He was very quick in the yeah. sand, very nimble for a large man. Uh, last one, last one. Let's go. Who's James Harden? I was just <laughs> really. Who's the one that gets all the calls? The beard. Oh, Who's beard bros. One? He's yeah, obviously it's Madison. Obviously Madison. It's Madison. <laughs> or maybe Riley. I don't know. Riley's got more of the personality to match James. I like. Man. I think it's more Madison because Madison's okay. generally not fiery unless he has to be. And you see, you'll get see, a side by side. You'll see someone incite someone James Harden where he he his guy his eyes get wide and you see right. the mouth and the beard and that that dark beard. Right. So I like Mad- Madison's probably the closest. Can we get him side? I would love to see that just side by side. Oh, you know, no, it's right. You know, too. it's obviously we'll get the editors and the you know we'll talk to them mm. later. Well, they're the it. same height, so that they right. not like one would have to stand on a chair, it's right? True. I think they're both like six five or this six six, true. right? This so. is true. This is true. Here's a fun volleyball question. Yes, for you. listening. And I, uh, this came from volleyball coaches and trainers. Okay. Um, which is a whole another site <laughs> you probably don't want nothing to do with. Um. If there's a rule in volleyball that you think should Ooh, be two fun. points. Fun. Should be two points. What would it be? <laughs> Obviously a dig. Just like anytime anyone gets a dig. Bias <laughs> <Fires> motherfucker. <laughs> How about this? How about if I'll you get three it, digs in one rally? Oh, there we you go. You should get one point. And if I you like win it. the rally, you get a second but point. But then people will start hitting the ball out of bounds on the third one. 
Yeah. Right? They'll be in a bad situation yeah. and they'll hit it on the They have on the a ground. decision to make, right? It's right. Like, then damn. mindfulness will come into play because during that rally, there's some guys that aren't smart enough to know that they're third swing. I, you know, I'm like maybe thinking of some people right now, but I won't yeah, say it out we loud. We got some dumbass volleyball players. <laughs> we do. <laughs> come on. Every sport got a dummy. Yes. Right? Okay. How about that guy, LeBron? Uh, um, who's JR? Remember JR Smith? JR Smith. Dribbling the ball around because yes. he thought he had the lead. <laughs> Remember that against the Warriors? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. And the whole time, it looked like it looked like the Benny Hill show. They're chasing him around. He's just dribbling. His own guys were trying to foul him, right? Weren't yeah. they? They were, yes. they were trying to grab him. Yes. Okay, can that I was, answer that question honestly? Go ahead. Do you have one? Uh, can yes. you have one first? Because I really like that question. Um, An ace that is clean. An ace that is untouched uh, okay. um, by, by the server seat. Nice. Two points. Nice. Nice. For indoor, free ball, if they let the free ball drop. If they have a campfire and let it drop indoor, that's two points. I love it. I but love beach, it. clean ace. Clean ace. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Because like now that. people are going to be like, you ain't getting me clean. You ain't getting that second point. You know? <laughs> right, right. I like that. I like. I love that. I love that. And I also love, mm-hmm. uh, what about on serve receive, if on your, like the first time the ball comes over on your first attempt, right? You If you hit, if you hit sand without somebody touching it. Mm-hmm. That could be a two-point play. That would be kind of fun, too. Oh, right? what? Something like that, like a for, a for a first ball side out without yes. someone touching it. Nice. None of us are thinking about blocks, right. man. The hell with right. y'all tall people. Right. Get the defense yeah. going. Let's I get hope, the defense I hope Bin Laden flies yeah. a plane in your lip, you tall bastard. We ain't, we ain't talking about tall people today. <laughs> right? We talking Low to the ground. Low to yes. the ground here. Yes. Um, here's another good question. When, what, what happened to you in a game where you lost the point, but it was a good thing? Lost the point, but it was a good thing. Yeah. Okay. I would say if I did something within it that I've been working on, like if, if somebody just made a great play, like maybe a line swing, like ball was out in front of me and I, and, I, and I got on top of the ball, which I've struggled with because I've gotten under it as a little guy, like something like that, I can live with that. Or I can live with a play where I have gone, maybe I've had something going on in my head, like you know the mentality of things. Uh, I remember this play was against Doherty. And we were playing, we were, I think we were down 2019. It was game pointing as Doherty Hyden. And I remember getting set a ball and before it, and you know, this is not the right, this is an extreme case, but I said, I'm going to swing as hard. Like I'm going to swing on this ball. Like I just, I just knew it was like, I wasn't going to go like being dainty. I was just going to go and like be a beast and go for it. And I've never gotten blocked harder in my life, but I was able to like, I landed and I could just like smile and laugh because I'm like, you know what? F it. I like, I put everything towards it. I didn't play not to lose. I played to like earn that point, you know, and it was from a little bit of an, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool. That was a good moment. Well, for me as a coach, like I coached college and high school and club, but um, I was coaching um, club when I first moved here. Evolution yeah. out of Redondo, the kids practice out of Redondo. Duncan Avery, great guy. Yeah, um, nice. Tom Chaffins is there, you know, Kevin Norman, but, yeah. but um, I was trying to tell the middles, use the setters, hands and eyes as a guide to create your strength. If he moves back, if his eyes do this, you know you have to move with him. If his eyes do this, you know you 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 know the ball's probably gonna ding you in the head because you're not looking, right? right? And the second thing was, catch the ball before it reaches the apex. I'm like, what's the apex? High point, coach, got it. Mm-hmm. So the whole time, I'm like, set four balls. I have a drill, I'm like, set four balls, middle, see if you can, you can take it out of his hands. See if you can intercept it before the ball makes it where the trajectory goes, you know, for the four ball. Right. And the whole time in practice, the drill, no one can do it, right? And then in a semifinal game, it was 23 up. My middle went, and he set the four, and my middle whiffed it. Because you're never going to hit it, like, holy, 
you know the the objective is to have enough momentum where you could hit you know the sweet spot so it hit like his like a paintbrush because and he took it right out of his hands and my my outside kind of hit it and the ref was like four hits and you know parents, you're proud yeah i was so proud of it <clears throat> we and the cool thing is we we weren't like shit we lost the point we just gave the match point because of a, a bonehead play it was a good problem mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of those things where if you're if you're a coach and it happens the who is the first person they look at mm-hmm. you the coach right Mm-hmm. Like if you as, as an indoor coach, if you tell your kid that right. they're blocking the, the, the guy uh, picking up the 31 is not the middle, it's the outside. Mm-hmm. So just do a 31 and the go, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 31 go. That guy kind of like freezes or even jumps with the 31. The go ball has nobody up or a, sh- a shitload of line. The first person they look at when they do it is with this big, with this stupid smile on their face. <laughs> Hey, that's the coach. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What are you going to say? I love that. No, no, no. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's good. That's, I mean, that's what I try to encourage my kids when I coach is, okay, we're, lear- we're learning a skill. And when there's something that it's like really hard to improve, it's almost like, okay, open up the court. Like allow, like allow these kids to swing as hard as they can. Like open up these sidelines. Like let them make 10, 15 errors in a row trying to open up their arm to hit a cut, like hit a ball cross court. Cause there's like some innate athleticism to allow them to, that if they have like a, a block to just being dainty and they lose some of this athleticism or this trust or this feel. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's in the similar, similar vein, right. Yeah. That grow like trust, Hey, go for it. Screw it. Make 12 errors in a row. And there, there's time and a place for each. And there's time to be like more like, Hey guys, let's be like focused, intentional, every touch. So to yeah. the, the nuance that is fun in coaching, huh? It's cool. Do you think with Bally's taking <clears throat> over that the scoring freeze is still going to be there? Uh, I don't care. I love it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? You, come on, you're still playing in the AVP. That has to be the single best answer you can definitely yeah, give. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't. I swear to God, I wasn't trying to trap you. No, but I don't okay. care. Okay. I actually don't. I know. I don't care. It's that's whatever. what makes it so. We should go old school. Let's go back to old school scoring. Actually, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna pitch. Is long days, really long days out in the sun and out in the sand. Just like I let everybody just like struggle and toil and let's make. Let's get back to those big courts and the in uh, the white balls. Yeah. yeah. Would you? Um, <laughs> Would you be down for them to change uh, the volleyball serving system into the tennis format, where you're allowed to no, fault? No, no. Where you're allowed to fault in a second? Oh no, God, that would be so boring. Would slow yeah. the game down so much. Well, if you, you have eight, if you have eight seconds of serve, yeah, you're right. Well, it'd just be yeah. Each time, like you got to go back there. Everyone's gonna like they're gonna run out of popcorn by like right. the, you know if you, by the end of the previews. Uh, well, when I played, this is before your time. We only yeah. had five seconds of serve. Okay. You know, <laughs> and when they had eight seconds of serve. What that really means, let's be right, that means 10, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have some guy holding the ball. Even Indoor is even worse. Dribble, 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 dribble. Hold the ball in front of you. Stare at the ball in front of you. Toss, finally serve. Mm-hmm. I got our, you know, I got a yellow card because I was, I, was, I was coaching at Baruch with Justin Stack and, mm-hmm. and we had a guy from DeUville that, that was doing that. Or was it um, Concordia? Um, holds the ball and we... On the bench, just started counting. One, there was a whisper, a big, a, we call it a loud whisper. One, two, three, four, five, all the way up to thirteen seconds. And the the we did it the second time. The down ref gave the told the top ref to give the, our entire team a yellow card. Is the rule that when it gets in the server's hands, when when does when the, the clock start? Blown. Oh, it's when the whistle right after blown. the whistle's blown. Okay, 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 okay. You should okay. not take thirteen seconds. You want to talk about shit that's slowing down the game? 
This this is why they keep changing technical rules. Oh, a double should be okay on second hit. It speeds up the game. It's yeah. got to be the stupidest, most asinine thing I've ever heard of coming from intelligent, long-time coaches. And because those guys are chicken shits, because the the long-time coaches think it's a great idea, they're they're behind them like, asinating. It's terrible. It's terrible. They should for the should, double call. You're saying? Uh, well, now they're just talking about eliminating the double call for second hit altogether for indoor for indoor. That's oh, in, really? that's Completely? in discussion. Mm. And. Their, their rationale is it speeds up the game. And that's how we wound up with receiving serve uh, like this, uh, with double hit being um, protected first hit for mm-hmm. indoor. Mm-hmm. Their rationale, Al Skates said it speeds up the game. It's a great idea. And because it was Al Skates, everyone goes, and I'm like, and me, as a kid from Brooklyn, who doesn't care if I get canceled, you're all full of shit. Yeah, I said it. You're all full of shit. You just, you just change bump set spike to smudge set spike. And to make matters worse, the referees are not properly trained on differentiating a carry, which is not protected, from the double. From the double. Um, going to ace rules. We're going to ace rules. You yes. ever play ace down here? I'm sure. Huh? Yeah. You ever play ace? You know yeah. what ace is. Greg, uh, if, I know, if you know Greg Faulkner, you've played ace. There you go. <laughs> or Gustavo, right? Who's um, right. Dane's assistant at USC. Landon. Yeah. yeah. Landon. <laughs> Landon is... Landon's the Landon just made king, it. He dude. just got a name drop. That was good. Yeah. So big up to Landon, who goes to Tower 12 on Thursday, stays up all night, okay. and then eventually rolls out, rolls out, and then plays Ace and plays some funky music in the in the yeah. interim too. I believe, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's where I, me and Greg go. We go to Tower 12 on Thursday. We it's, it's karaoke night, and Greg's a great singer. Oh, shit. Greg's a great singer, okay. and me, I'm I'm just a boss. Um, You're Monday, just a boss. You like to sing too? Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask yeah. you earlier. Yeah. Someone I did asked too, me, only in the shot. You know, I'm a like, Someone's ah. like, what's. Someone asked me what my go to song was. I'm like, I don't have one. They're like, no, 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 seriously. I'm just like, no, I don't. I could just, whatever I want to sing that night. Like, nice. you know, a couple of nights ago, I sang um, Michael Bublé, Feeling Good. Nice. Last Thursday, I sang Sweet Transvestite from the Rocky Horror Show. <laughs> you know, so. Nice. That's awesome. Yes. So, That's awesome. A question. Here's another volleyball question. Mm-hmm. Should volleyball still, uh, should a block still count as a hit? I kind of liked that rule. It was funny. Avery and I played in a tournament at FIVB when they were toying with that, where we went and right. we played with the four touches. We played all the way through um, and we had to practice with it. And once again, I, I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it was cool. I, I thought it was, was cool. Awesome. I almost think, though, that it takes away, for me on a selfish level, it takes away the, like for the defender, when there's extra touches. Right, it, it gives the bigger guys more chance to get back in system. You know, you know what I mean. Like where they can just kind of like, okay, they got a touch and now they can get back into it. Where, like for me, like the on two touch off of a block, I feel mm-hmm. like is a, a strength of mine, and it feels like really like I can deliver this, and that's it would take that part away from my game. Hundred percent, right? it would take it away. I think it would, but it still sounds fun. It sounds like a fun variation. Like learn how to do that and like open your mind to trying that. Who's sounds the cool. Who's the next big blocker? <clears throat> Um, going into 2024. Oh wow, there's a few. There's a few. Okay, we know, we know of a few that left. Yeah. So. Right. Right. I mean, Andy Banesh is an obvious answer, right? Uh, God, Andy. I love that guy. Yeah, great guy too. He, he need to call me back. Said he's gonna come on the show. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm not trying him. to out him or nothing. But I think you'll get him. Yeah. Andy Banesh. I think a guy like James Shaw has a ton of potential. Okay. Right, but he's had some injuries and and slow, uh, well, just a slow roll of getting back on, getting on the sand full, full, full tilt. Mm-hmm. But twenty twenty four is pretty close, right? So that would be a quick one, but a possibility, definite possibility with right. the talent level. 
who else do you think? While well, I think of the next one in, in my mind, do you have anyone else nope. in mind? Like, there's not. Okay. I mean, I mean I, I, oh, can I drop something here? Please. Chase Budinger. I feel like I've been training with him in the off season here, and I still see an immense amount of capacity for like him to even take off more. Like, and it's kind of scary yeah. because he plays like a little guy in a big man's body. He does some of the things he does of changing tempos of how he's swinging and shooting. Feels like going against a little guy that I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah. my god, this guy's six seven and he can he's still blast, but yes. he's going up and like having the latest vision possible and hitting a shot. Like, it's a different level of athlete than we and experience if, in our. And if you look yeah. at that man's energy efficiency, yeah, he can do this the next ten years at the same level. Yeah, he doesn't. You've never seen him. I, I watch exactly. that guy train all the totally. time. Totally. He doesn't train like a he doesn't train like a, a basketball player. Those guys, mm-hmm. no, I mean short long. Uh, they're basically indoor volleyball players, mm-hmm. right? We train like idiots. They, mm-hmm. the, they don't even teach us how to land. Okay, teach us how to jump. Fine. Um, mm-hmm. How the hell Reed Pretty even got at age thirty eight mm-hmm. and is doing the things that he did mm-hmm. is just amazing. But I like Chase. Chase right. is a great. You know, there the reason why I asked that because that's that's an interesting question, but it's also a concern mm-hmm. for if if we're gonna. Um, have this blocker back row system all the time for every right. every case. I mean, try right. and Trevor. Right. Trevor's doesn't. Trevor's not even labeled undersized because he plays big. Mm-hmm. How tall is Trevor? Six four. Yeah. Nobody says he's too little because he's mm-hmm. an athlete. Right. Right. Andros Mall's like six 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 seven. Yeah. Best blocker in the world. Right. Right. Um, Stoyanovsky. I mean, can't teach height. It is what it is. Right. I'm not even going to ask right. you on the future diggers because the future, my man, is you. Oh, so we, we just we just going to There's a lot of good, damn good ones out there, too. Yeah, we're just going to skip that. So yeah. what's one thing <coughs> 2016 up to now that you showed if, out of the six fundamentals, blocking, mm-hmm. digging, hitting, serving, mm-hmm. setting, yeah. and blocking. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, there are six of them. Which, which, one that, which one is that you showed significant improvement in? Let's see. And in what sense? Like if your serve-receive got better, um, is your hold better? Is your straight and simple better? Uh, yeah, yeah, when right, you're one move right. to the ball you're, uh, instead of two moves. Because you, 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 you got mad skills. You, Thanks, you could probably do two moves and not even know mm. until, until, yeah. until yeah, yeah, the yeah. level up. You know. I love the reflection here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I've probably gotten better in... I'd say offensively, just the consistency of side out, just consistency of side out and in the the highest level of that not being uh, just kind of wild, wildly flying in wild arm and just going in and in, in bashing a ball, which is still in the arsenal. But I'd say when when it's more controlled and when I'm really like in the sand and like it's in the groove, it's the flow. It's the flow of uh, being able to side out eight, nine out of 10 as a little guy and feeling like consistently being pretty darn close to that. So I'd say that over time just kind of grows the confident level, confidence level of receiving and being able to side out at the highest level, which has fallen off the last couple of years. I'll be honest, because we haven't, I haven't trained as much with the COVID and all that kind of stuff. Right. But to get back to that, I'm excited to get back to that side out level that feels like serve me the ball. I'm ready for it. Um, how, how much does mental visualization mm-hmm. And physical vision have to do with that. So that's a good, that's an, uh, it's an interesting one for me because I came on with all pure feel. Like what I played over the years, I'd take a little bit of a look, but it was mostly peripheral vision and being, you know, like if I was going to shoot 
kind of more of feel and making my shots crisp enough and good enough and showing swing first and having people think of me as swing first guy, I'm gonna hold in the pocket, this guy could blow off my damn head because I feel like I got a good arm on me and then shoot and cuff away from that and almost feel like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm giving away some of my secrets here but I don't really give a shit is like wherever the blocker is following me to be showing and to feel that and make late decisions based on blocker and trusting that my pace of ball when I'm swinging can beat defender. Yeah. Right. And not worrying about trying to worry about all of it. Cause I think when we go in and we worry about absolutely <clears throat> all of what's happening on the other side, we're giving way too much of our power away too early. Agreed. And you also suffer from paralysis through analysis. Yeah. You, oh, for, yeah. For the people listening at home, paralysis yeah. through analysis is when you're yeah, having, yeah. You're, you're taking in so much information in real time that you can't do shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's bad for volleyball players. It's dangerous for mixed martial artists. <laughs> then it gets you hurt, hurt, mm -hmm. hurt on the real. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the reason that's the reason why I asked that is because yeah. I speak for you where I don't use the term undersize as as an advantage or a disadvantage. Not even in the conversation because there are just too many examples um, that that it's there's so many examples that undersize is not an outlier anymore. Mm -hmm. Right, Bruno Oscar Schmidt, right, uh, won the gold. Yeah, actually, he won tournament MVP. He's graciously listed at six feet, shorter than you are. All right, mm -hmm. Guto, Alvaro, mm -hmm. um, right. Mm -hmm. Then of course you got this Evandro, six eleven, playing back row deal or whatever. But mm -hmm. but Carambola, right? Mm -hmm. Dude doesn't even work out. <laughs> All right, so right. right. right? Then the Christian Sorum doesn't even have a tan. <laughs> so right. so right, um. Right, 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 right. I don't use that as a, I don't like using the term bullshit excuse because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it's not like undersized is not in the conversation unless it has to be a conversation. If you're a full-time blocker at the net right. and you have, and you have Stoyanowski and, and right, Krasolnikov, mm -hmm. then we have to have, a, then we have to have a conversation. You got to be incredibly precise though, that what I'm talking about, that's the part of my game that has had to evolve, right? You've yes. got to be so, like, you can't just come barreling in like that. You've got to have so much mm -hmm. of a diverse, like, that, and I, I can't, I can't say that I've watched these guys enough. I, I can't say that, you know what I mean? It would be good to do more homework on those guys to see what that level of, to me, it's like, you know, in my own experience, it's been to find an approach, right? If you, if I used to barrel in 120% and use that because I'm, tr you know, I feel like to beat through somebody and it's worked to me to a certain level, but now it doesn't. It's that the two years of, okay, can I be strong enough mentally to work on this in these situations of using my vision and getting more comfortable with getting dug, not making, like being more of like five or six out of 10 for mm -hmm. a month, you yeah. know, as opposed to what I'm comfortable at seven or eight or nine, what that feels like more of like the higher, you know, the higher mm -hmm. level. Um, and from that five or six, can I work on that? And I've gotten to a spot where I've, yeah, you, you, you break your walls down and you start to like get through that tough stuff. And now, okay, can we blend that where it's like 80% where you're going in hard, but you can cuff, you can chop, you can feel, you got vision, you've got all of the options. And it just was the comfort zone of what 100%. had got me there. And then, okay, how do I, okay, I got to grow to get to the next level. I can't do this over and over, but not, not lose myself of what was so effective for me too. Because there's 100%. times when, use your arm, like use your arm, get yourself out of trouble. Yeah, don't be, right? don't be thinking that's what gets you some points, right? Yeah, and and right. Uh, I, I also think, and we were both on to something about mm -hmm. watching video of your opponents. When The more mm -hmm. video you watch of someone that you're supposed to play, the more that you come equipped with a plan B and a plan C anyway. You take, mm -hmm. what, you take what you do well, but also you have to be prepared for the worst. All right, you, mm -hmm. you have something you do well, you realize it's not working in a game, but it's like, all right, no, I watch video and, and I expected this, that this could happen and mm -hmm. now I'll do this, right? I want you to watch <coughs> so much video or, or, or take in 
small patches mm-hmm. where you can take it in and, and compartmentalize it. I want you to do that to a point where the other team is like looking around the crowd to see if someone's giving them signals. <laughs> like this guy's blind. You know what I'm saying? Is is he? Che- I want players to think you're cheating. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I want you to know. I want you to know what they're gonna do when they um, to when they're doing it. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. I mean, that's all I gotta say about that. I, I so many examples I can give because right. I don't. Honestly, yeah. between you and me, that's how I made my, I made my money. Um, only Rich Lamborn, really, as far as watching video and knowing how to break down. Only Rich Lamborn is. I, you know, I had a little bit of a conversation with him, and I, and I saw the um, the Wex podcast with him. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there laying mm-hmm. in his bed. I'm like, you ain't coming on my show like that, boy. But um, yeah, he's laying in his bed the whole time on the podcast. I'm just like. Fuck is that, dude? But only only that guy rivals the time I put in the video room. Only nice. that guy. Yeah. And I, ch- I mean, you know, I noticed some D1 coaches out there that feel self-important. What about that guy? No. Nope. None of you. In my heart of hearts, I believe there's no one better than me um, do, as far as doing that. Nice. You know. Um, cool. But, of course, I ain't got to play. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. I might yeah, play great. next year. You might? Yeah. Nice. My nice. club, my club. I'm with LA Volleyball Club, and we have yeah. a personal trainer, like a fitness guy. Right. And he's gonna, he's working on. I'm on his on his diet and his workout plan that is repairing the damaged cartilage in my knee, not the missing one. Cartilage is gone. It's gone. But mm-hmm. there's certain foods that you can eat that helps re- uh, in time repair as long as you stretch and this and that. Nice. And and it's worked for some people. No cadaver surgery. And I'm I might just play. I'm I'm 51, but I want to play one more before I, you know, I can't move around good greg said he's down too so fogner yeah there we go what's so that's one thing you thought you did well right right what's one thing before we before we go because yeah, yeah, i know yeah. we got we got places yeah, to go yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm, my, my girl wants to see some christmas lights so i, I gotta nice. set up for good. that too we're going to el segundo there you go you ever good. been there or mayor and see the lights no is it pretty cool yeah you're there? in redondo so go to calle mayor okay park your car and yeah. the entire neighborhood they have some kind of agreement to all have lights and designs it is nice. a candy land oh, so nice. there's one in calia mayor and there's one in um, el segundo and okay um i don't know exactly where but i'm doing that tonight nice so what's one thing that's one thing you did well give me one yeah. thing that you want to do a little bit better and it almost sounds like a binary question yeah. and if yeah, you yeah. sound like you're repeating yourself no do the no same no, thing. no no I'm, uh want to do a little bit better uh would be so i co- uh, here's the thing I coach, I coach in a way that I've known my own, uh, my own weaknesses and I coach through the lens of making people go through the things that are, that have been tough for me or are tough for me, but to consistently do those on my own, I've noticed in myself and I'm like, God, I've actually avoided these. I haven't really done these. I haven't gone towards this or, or been mindful enough to like, Hey, orient a practice around engaging in these. So to do those, I think is going to be, it's pretty cool where it's like the crypt where it's like almost like, yeah, it's reverse engineer. You put it out there and then you're like, oh wait, this is what I've needed to do. And then it all comes together because you've been so aware of all these little things. So putting all the pieces together, the puzzle is going to be fun to see how that translates. Yeah. Yeah. A player can learn more about coaching people about his own game than a coach can learn from actually getting on and playing, which is why I've Mm -hmm. never supported the idea that you have to be this great player to be a great coach. Um, as an active coach, right? Yep. You're in there and you're like, wow, I just told them that. Do I do that? Yes, I do. Or no, I don't. You right. Know? It forces um, you inward for yeah. all those questions. And then at some point, as you continue to play, you make a decision. You're like, all right, I want to be a coach, but um, to be a championship coach, I know I got to I gotta get out of this game. Because mm-hmm. uh, we have never met, at, at, at the high level, a championship coach that's still an active player. Mm-hmm. John had to retire for him to win the WCCs. 
John John should have gotten coach of the year this year if you follow NCAA uh, beach volleyball at all. They won 31 mm-hmm. games this year. Mm-hmm. They won the WCCs, beat Pepperdine, an Olympic coach, Sicoli, or Marcelo Sicoli. First and second round, they beat UCL and LSU the same day. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy who, who's in a region that gets all of his rec- recruits stolen by USC and UCLA. If that guy's not coach of the year, I don't know who he is. So, and I'm only I'm not saying like that because that, like that, that plaque's behind yeah. me, but. I you agree. Know. I totally agree. I, I'm just saying it, and I'm repeating it and repeating it because when I say it, people are like, oh, but there's so many deserving coaches. And I agree. But that is something you only say if it's a close call. If it's close, so many deserving people. Like Defensive Player of the Year, right? You can introduce numbers, and I can mm-hmm. have you in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I can have Taylor Crabb in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. not on the world scene, but on mm-hmm. the domestic scene, right? He's mm-hmm. probably the number one defender. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And when you look at numbers... Then you say everyone's deserving. Be- uh, there's so many deserving people because it's close. But like if it's like if it's like Jerry K- Jeremy Casebier, right? And he was like 40 aces ahead of everybody else. He's winning. He should win best server. <laughs> oh, there's so many kiss. So many deserving. Kiss my ass. So many. I want to. I want to hear that. You, do you want to hear that? No, I don't want to hear that. So right. Of course, there's the errors first. That's why you're laughing right now. But I know. But, um, I was you know, right. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's the some balls that take off and need a stewardess in an in-flight movie. But he's got some. He's got some pretty good aces. He too. rips. He rips. Yeah. He rips. Um, you're gonna find yourself jump serving more, or is that tailor made uh, for the opponents? Yeah, yeah, but but also more mindful and intentional of not having my float serve be such a secondary serve and weapon of like having in, intention, more game plan, more coaching structure of knowing why I'm serving, where I'm serving, and with like just different ranges of it because I think because it's a secondary one that I go back there and sometimes I'm thinking uh, where you know not as aggressively okay how can i what, what kind of aggression can i be using with that and it could be aggression and just okay plotting a course and creating the result that you want and having more being more fortified in that and that takes being growth mindset and open to learning in that space and not just being like hey yeah i got this i'm gonna rip my jumper and i you know it's 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 the learning of it so gotta 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 be better about that who were the top five backward defenders in the world uh, top five back row defenders in the world you said yeah um uh should we go one should we go, go one three. a piece till we get to five no let's see let's see i you know obviously sorum's got to be up there even though everyone gives the acclaim more so to mole but i know that he they both get it as a team yeah, so sorum's in there yeah. sorum's got to be in there he's in that top five right um 100%. right who else i mean I don't really know. I'm not really that. I'm not really that tuned in right now. The last okay. couple of years, I haven't been following as much. I'm not. I only started thinking that way because when I had Sharif on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I saw some of the word the work Ahmed's been doing the last mm-hmm. two years, he is a fucking savage. And when that man gets digs, very much like when you see Taylor Crabbe, some people who you you're at the edge of your seat because when he gets the dig, you know the transition point is just going to be gnarly, and that's that's why I have him in my top five. Oh, he's nasty, isn't he? I have him number, number two. Number oh, really? Yeah. Really? What's your list? I'm interested to hear it. Um, Lupo. Okay. Oh, number one. The number one defender is Christian Sarman because I got to give him that. I got to give yeah. him the goods. Number yeah. two is is um, is um, Ahmed. Okay. Um, Tijan. Right. Number three is Lupo. Okay. Who's Nikolai's partner but can really play defense behind anyone. Right. Number four is um, Al- Alvaro. Okay. From yeah. Brazil. And number Fido. five is a tie between Guto and, and Taylor Crab. Nice. 
Nice. Sailor Crab has a nastier transition game than Guto, but Guto's a, a better side out. Or, or, or sorry, my memory that might be the reverse. But for whatever yeah. reason, they're they're bringing in number five. Good, you know. So, Good. I love how do you feel list. about that list? Love that list, and yeah. I love that we got some USA representation in there. Yeah, with, hell with, yeah. With with, with Ted. and you know, if I say awesome. it's deserving, because I'm I'm fucking hater Jay. I'm 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 I yeah. keep I keep it real for its own sake. So yeah. so if yeah. I get if I get an American on that, that's real. I'm for, not for sure. You know, for sure. You go on old school volleyball. These 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 glory day guys. They're gonna right. put like three three defenders on there. That's right. and, it's, and it's just right. not true. Right. Challenge yourselves. Earn earn your way on that list. Challenge sure. yourself. Start sure. start winning some of these. For sure. You know. Taylor makes it look easy, right? Yeah. You well, know? last last year has uh-huh. been tough. On the last, domestic scene, I would say, yeah. I know, I know, on the I domestic know. scene, I'm, he does for sure, for sure. And I'm just saying the fluidity with which when he's playing his best defense, right? Yeah. You know, I haven't seen in the last year or so. I've seen him a little more rigid than I'd like for him. Like just knowing him as an athlete of what mm-hmm. I know and I feel in his flow of how good he is as an athlete, and that's what yeah. I uh, my. It's okay. We're looping back to flight school. But my intention yeah. with a lot of this stuff is like, okay, can we in our bodies, are we feeling the fluidity to understand that like strength and good mechanics doesn't come from just like absolutely like just beating yourself up in the work, work room or weight room or like putting on mass that it's like the fluidity of thinking of like how well he moves as an athlete when he is just in that flow yeah. and that touch and there's it's just it's to each person's body yeah. you know what I mean which is cool. actually Taylor you, know? you out there I'm gonna repair that you know you're amongst the best in the world I ain't hating on you but do you think mm-hmm. and I don't know how long you gotta stay but I have to ask this mm-hmm. question do you think that there's a certain way that Taylor has his balance and this is a right. this is yeah, a yeah, this yeah. is a back row defense question yeah, 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 there's yeah. a certain balance that he changed that allows him to get some of the shots but at the same time doesn't allow his natural twitch to dig those hard driven because we've seen uh, on the FIVB scene and and some domestic I've seen someone hit a ball and he twitched kind of late and he and he kind of walks it off and he smiles and like like God he got me on that one right that's interesting do you think that that him changing um, Mm -hmm. like because when I first met him he was playing with his brother Trevor and the first time I saw him play Mm -hmm. seriously was against Ivan Drone Pedro at a a World Series of Beach Mm -hmm. 2016 Mm -hmm. um, where I was talking to the wrong Mike Dodd that's a whole other story I was interviewing someone that I thought was Mike Dodd and the real Mm -hmm. Mike Dodd was behind him like this guy's an asshole but um, (laughs) yeah I have a top five things that should have got me California canceled that's number two but um, Taylor was more dug in like indoor style yeah, I saw a lot of a lot of shades from Long Beach, Long Beach State. You know mm-hmm. where he was here. He and he and he would do like that exaggerated twitch before the hitter swing. Mm-hmm. It, where on mm-hmm. a flat surface, allows you to to absorb the whatever. But at the same time, if it's a tipper, there allows you one big move. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And do you think he's changed that where his balance is more here instead of like down? Uh-oh. Yeah, I think anything that's like structured for him is probably getting in the way. Hmm. Yes. Damn, we could close up shop on that. <laughs> Dag, I'm gonna actually put up a. I'm gonna put up a picture. I was yeah, training, please, please. I was training with my girl today or whatever. Um, I also have a, a Mission Beach did a nice tribute video for you. Really, you and Avery Johnson. Thank you. I wanted to show like. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've seen that. that Are you saying from the back? Yeah, yeah, cool. Love yeah, that. So yeah. actually, where is it? Where's the picture? This one right here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Told you it's hot in here. Yeah. This is this one. This is this one on transition. So basically, it's dig the first one out of the middle. 
Uh-huh. Uh, run down the pass for the second one, like stay home after the dig. Run down the second one, you dive, got to get back up. Transition set, boom. So that's what we were doing at the end of the day to finish. And that's 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 my wife. That's wifey right there, just nice. just killing it. Yeah. She's a goofy foot too, so the mechanics look kind of different, like yeah, the yeah. jump and landing. She has a lefty approach, so that, that tells you everything you need to know about that. Yeah, nice. But um, before nice. we go, I wanted to show a little bit of this Mission Beach thing. I had it on my YouTube thing. Um. I think you were playing with Avery Drost. Who did you finish third place with? Avery. We had some good moments. You did? We did. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. Good stretch. Shit. I got to go through my... Let me go through my history. Stay with me. Yes, sir. Because this is so worth it. Avery Drost and Chase Fishman. AVP Highlights 2017. You, you won't hear the sound. You don't have the headset on. But you can put on if you want. All right, you're going to take all, all this time and just show Avery. I'm going to turn it off, man. I need to see some chase. <laughs> oh, the chest there. Get out. That was Priest Lungs right there. Yes, the basket catch. <laughs> that was an indoor one. Did you see how you were down on the knee? Libero, dude. Yes. 20 years of my life, practically. Is Avery drop. Avery. Avery. Avery again. Ooh. God, he left nasty. That nasty deserves a G in front of it. Good nasty. Shit, I should have had these things on the whole time. This is some great music. Ooh. Oh, come on. Stop. If it's up and down, you're getting it. <laughs> if it's up and down, you're getting it. No way. I thought you were going to hit that with your left. <laughs> no. Let's watch a couple more plays. Oh, come on. It's too tight. Got him. Yeah. And like, great cover on your part, too. Oh. Get out. You got a handle, dude. Thanks, dude, bro. You got a handle. Thanks, bro. Your default swing is fast. That was your default swing. Handle, that's what you call it. I yeah. gotta catch up with the lingo. I don't know. I haven't no, been working too made long. That I just made that up. Don't 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 use that. Don't He's use that. I'm, I'm just like, dude, I'm just a guy with a Yankee hat, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Handle. Handle's like a basketball term, right? Your ability like to dribble the ball. I kinda like it. I think um, you should create your own dictionary of terms. There it Brooklyn is. Brooklyn volleyball. So look, at some point you got to come back on because we still have the, some of those fun volleyball questions that just woke both of us up. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, Are I love more? the volleyball questions, like the two point stuff oh, or whatever. Man. They're still fun. they were still coming in, right? Um, whatever, and I printed a lot of them because nice. a lot of people knew you were coming on. Yeah. But um, yeah, at some point I got to go see some lights. You got to go take care of your business. In yes. fact, before you go, tell people. Let's say I'm a fan. I, Jay, I want to know more about Chase Freshman. I want to know what kind of business is in. I want to know. I got a fan question. How can I get in contact? I want to be down. I want to be down with the Chase crew. How do I know? Where's Chase at? Do you have a website? Do you have a yes. um, Insta handle? My website is chasefrish.com. Mm -hmm. And on that, I've got Flight School, which is our traveling clinics, which we're traveling to different clubs, different facilities nationwide, like going to be out in Colorado right after the holiday here. So if you're out in Colorado, come see us. Come say hi. I'm working with Emily Stockman, and it's supposed to yeah, Stockman. be working with a lot of the, nice. a lot of the other AVP pros and my buddies, hopefully yeah. hopefully Nate, joining forces which together. Nate Yang will be out there. Nate Yang will probably be out there, yeah. yeah. But just in general, across the country with that, right. follow, follow our journey in that. And, uh, yeah, it's called Flight School. You can follow that on Instagram, and I'm Chase Frisch on Instagram as well. So, um, 
yeah, hopefully just uh, yeah. have a great year. We'll see this see this tour. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure's all mine. Again, we got to do this again. Yeah. Nate Yang you. also was Endless Summer, along with it was Jeff Samuels, Nate Yang, right. Andrew Dentler, um, Oz Borges, who's a, Cub- a Cuban Oz. guy, who's a Oz. fucking savage of a coach. Is he? Oh my. He's really? he's old school, so you got to be able to tolerate that guy. Yeah, if yeah, it, yeah. you know, if you if you're yeah. new, you might not. He might not be a guy, but right, he right. he was one of my mentors right. uh, as far as transitioning to full beach. For sure. So him, Mayor, and and uh, you know a couple of other people, Deron Forbes. Um, I know Deron too. Cool. Yeah, man. Awesome. So. All right, so guys, listen up. Chase might love you, but I can't stand you. In fact, I'm out of here, all right? So for all of you at home, for all of you at Starbucks, for all of you on your iPad, Droid, iPhone, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, old school. For my man, Chase Frischman, I'm Jason DeBeas. Stay with me. I'm going to hit my music. We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.